Thank you for joining Cornerstone Worship Center's Building a Better Life. For more information about our church and additional resources, please check us out on the web at cwc5.com. Now let's join Pastor Eric Holler for part five of Healing. It's God's will for you. All right. Now, this morning, I want us to look into the book of Psalm. But before we do that, I mean, as you're turning there, I want to just um, give you a little recap on some things that we have talked about. If, as you noticed that we went through much scripture and found overwhelming evidence in there concerning God's will and his attitude on the subject of healing. And it was, and it's amazing that we've, I, I found it amazing after doing the studying again, and I've always believed it, but it's so good to see it over and over again in the word of God that Jesus went about doing good and healing all. And that Jesus never turned anybody down. He always healed them every time. And it didn't matter what level of disease or what level of sickness it was, from a stubbed toe to, to paralytics to cancer, I mean, to, to, to uh, whatever. I mean, one, one, one reference gives us all kinds of things, that the epileptics, the demon-possessed, the paralytics, um, those that were uh, um, uh, he, uh, sick in their bodies, blind, the deaf. I mean, he healed all of them. Are you hearing me? He healed all of them. And, and we talked about how, and, and I want to remind you that everybody that Jesus healed was under the old covenant. Everybody, and he went about healing all of them. So if everybody in the Old Testament gets healed, and Hebrews chapter 8 verse 6 says, Today you have received a better covenant and established on better promises, then everybody in the new covenant ought to be getting healed too. Because if that's not the case, let's just go back to the old. Because everybody gets healed in the old. Right? Right? But hey, hey. It's a new covenant. It's a better covenant. Everybody still gets healed today. Are you hearing me today? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same Jesus that was healing in the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is the same Jesus that's healing in McKinney, Texas, at Scott Johnson uh, Middle School at Cornerstone Worship Center. Amen? Praise God. It's the same Jesus. It's the same healing power today. It hasn't changed. He's still just as strong as he ever was. He's still just as able as he ever was. Amen. And so we saw that through lots of scripture, and we saw even a couple weeks ago, 10 avenues or 10 ways that God has provided for us to receive healing. He's really on the side of your healing today. Amen. And one of those ways was through communion. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, Paul says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. Let me ask you a question. Who took bread? Jesus took bread. And after he had broken it, he said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then, he, and then it says, he, at the same manner, he also took the cup after they had had supper. And when he had given thanks, he, he said, This is the cup of, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Now, who did this? Now, this is something that the Lord instituted. Jesus Christ himself instituted communion. For you and I to be a partaker of. And this right here is the symbol of Christianity. Coming together and receiving the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus. And it is a physical, it's a tangible thing that you can do to show that you're identified in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said as often as you do this, you do proclaim or show the Lord's death until he comes. Because in the Lord's death, 
everything that was contrary to you, every sin, every guilty feeling, every sickness and every disease and every devil in hell that was against you, all of their, their power, it all died when he died. He carried your griefs and he, he, he bore your griefs and he carried your sorrows. Or that is, he bore your sickness and he carried your pains. That's the literal context of it. Bore your sickness and he carried your pain and with his stripes you are healed. So we proclaim the Lord's death and in so doing that, we proclaim the life of God in us today. That everything that was against us, he took it out of the way, having nailed it to his cross. All your sins have been washed away. All your sickness and disease has been washed away. Praise God. All your poverty and lack has been washed away. Amen. And everything that Christ became, when, when, he, did, when he became something, you became something different. He became something, and then you became something different. I want to give you five quick things that Jesus did become. Number one, he became sin. The Bible says that he who knew no sin became sin for you, that you would become the righteousness of God in him. He became sin, you became righteousness. Number two thing he became, he became wounded, and you became healed. Are you hearing me? Number three that Jesus became, the Bible says that cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having been made a curse for us that so that the blessing of Abraham would come upon the Gentiles he became cursed you became blessed amen and then Corinthians says you know the grace of our Lord Jesus though he was rich yet for your sakes he became poor that you through his poverty might become rich so he became poor and you became rich and then the word became flesh and dwelt among us he became the Son of Man. Ladies and gentlemen, today you are the sons of God. Why don't we give Jesus a big shout today? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Isn't it interesting? Now that's five things I found. <laughs> that's always the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Always dealing in, in, with, in fives. Praise God. And this morning I want to look at verse 5. Praise God of Psalm chapter 23. But I want us all to just quote the whole thing together. Is that all right? Psalm 23 should not just be quoted at funerals. I mean, it should be. I mean, not just there, though. Amen. It's a powerful, comforting scripture. And I want us all to just say it aloud together, starting with verse 1. Let's go. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Praise God. I mean, we could just leave right here and have had church, but don't because we're still having church. That's a wonderful passage of Scripture. But verse 5 says something really powerful. It says, you prepare a table. The Lord instituted this. He prepared this table for you today that you're about to receive today. You prepare. You made a way. See, he taught us in John chapter 6 that when you partake of him, that is his blood and his body, that you have life. 
And a lot of the disciples that were with Christ didn't understand this saying. They didn't understand. They didn't drink your blood, eat your body. That. Okay, I'm out of here. But Peter understood it. When Jesus turned to his 12 disciples and said, y'all want to leave too? And Peter said, where would we go? You have the words of life. The words of life. You have the words of life. The word became flesh. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I'm the bread that came down to you. Praise God. And it's in me that you find everything that you need for life. He prepared this table for us today. We couldn't prepare this table. We couldn't do it because, because we couldn't measure up to prepare something like this. Are you hearing me? He prepared this table. I love where he did it. In the presence of our enemies. What is your enemy today? What is it that you're fighting today? What sickness or what, what disease, what's got you plagued? What is your enemy today? The Bible says that he puts a table before you in the presence of all of them. Because when you sit down at the table of the Lord Jesus Christ, at that moment you're saying, I'm submitted to the work of Christ. I'm submitted to his death, his burial, and his resurrection. I'm identifying and I'm proclaiming his death. And every enemy that's seeing this happen right now, that's in the presence of this table right here, cannot prevail. All of them have to be subject or in subjection to the Lord Jesus Christ. And as I do it, I, in their face, receive my healing. I, in their face, receive my forgiveness. I, in their face, receive everything that Christ has for me. Because it was all about what Jesus did for me. Are you hearing me? It was all about what he He'll prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. The Bible teaches us that this Son of God was manifest to destroy the works of the devil. The Bible teaches us that he made an open spectacle of them, openly. <laughs> triumphing over them in the death of his cross. So here today, as you receive this communion, I want you to understand that to do it by faith in what Christ did for you. It's not about whether you're unworthy or, or worthy. It's not about whether you measure up. Right. Hey, 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 forget that. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ has come to you. He's prepared the table. All you have to just be humble enough to receive it by faith today. Say, God, I don't know why you're so good to me, but I sure am glad you are. And I receive your grace today. I sit at this table today, and all my enemies are defeated. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Ushers, if you would, please make your way. He brought me to his banqueting table, and his banner over me is love. Whew. This wonderful covenant relationship between this father and son God brought you in on this thing by His grace. And all you have to do today is just partake by faith today. Because there's power in this. There's healing in this. Paul teaches us that if we do this in a worthy manner, which is understanding that Jesus Christ is the substance of this whole thing, that you live long, that you have health in your body. So I want you, especially those of you who are here specifically for a healing today, I want you to just, by an act of faith here, the Bible teaches us that we proclaim the Lord's death. 
And proclaiming the death is that you have the juice or the wine that is separate, which represents the blood, and you have the cracker or the piece of bread that represents the body. And the, the blood and the body apart from one another is death. When Jesus hung on that cross and poured out all of his blood, there's the separation. There's the death. But here in just a moment, we're going to do something that Jesus said to remember me. To remember. To take the body and the blood and put them back together in you. Praise God. Praise God. And to remember. Today, I want to remind you at this moment that God is so for you. He's more for you than you ever thought you would be for your own self. The Bible says if God is for you, who can be against you? Today we proclaim his death. Today we sit at his table. I say thank you, Lord, for what you did. By what you did, I get all the stuff that you have for me. Amen. Sing this song, Candace.